Welcome to the Forensic Cop Podcast. Liverpool nil, Fulham won. I actually thought that was a good loss. That was probably the first good loss we've had in like a month. I I was actually happy with that loss. That was that that was good in a lot of ways, except for the fact that we lost. <laughs> Which I know yeah. it sounds crazy, but it I feel like it makes sense. Yeah, because you and I are probably agreed that if we saw the exact same lineup that we've seen for the past few months, there's no chance they would have scored, no chance they would have won, and we'd be just beating ourselves um, on the head thinking, why are we trying the same thing over and over again? So at least this time, Klopp tried something differently, and it was a, to me, it was a free hit. Look, and, and let's, let's be um, brutally honest and take pot shots at who need pot shots taken at. Mo Salah is number one front and center, the reason we lost today. No two ways about it. I don't want to hear any conversation. He had an way gave that ball up way too easy on the goal. It was 100% his fault, and he very much should have scored a goal in his own right. If he had played like the 200,000 pound a week player that he's supposed to be, this game would have been won by us. Like, I'll just be blunt with that. If you take away his mistake, otherwise, I mean, we had, you know, we had the the header that went off the the post. We had some decent chances. We we looked okay. We looked like we had ideas. Jota's volley and everything else. So it's it's not just this game. One thing that I don't understand when I hear pundits discuss is they just look at his stats and say, oh, he's having an amazing season. He's the only person, he's only one of our front three that is producing. But actually, you and I both know, as and as most Liverpool fans who actually watch each of the games, not only is he preventing goals, because you know, by not passing in the right position, by not scoring goals that he should be scoring, but he, to your point, he's also giving the ball away very irresponsibly. And I'm sure... Sh- I, I, at the top of my head, I can think of at least three times a season that he's done that, and I'm sure there are many more, where his mistake has led to the opposition scoring, and that game we end up losing, and in that same game, he missed shots that he should be putting on target. Yeah, I mean, th- this seems to be a constant for him this year. In in his defense, that truly was probably the best shot that guy's going to take all season. Yeah. Let's and- be honest. It, it was a great shot that went where the only place where it could have scored... And he just doesn't do that that much, right? Like, let's be honest. So it, it? it was a little bit lucky, but I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you need a bit of luck, but you also need to start producing and, and you know. Wasn't it against Fulham that he gave away either a penalty or a free kick or no, no, he, he was in the exact same position and he was hit in the back and he he flopped thinking they will be called a foul and they scored wasn't that against fulham oh it might have been it was i'm trying to remember i think it might have been so i wouldn't be surprised if they're targeting him specifically on those plays because the way lamina came in as if he knew exactly what he was going to do and what he was going to try i mean he's not he's to your point he's not that kind of player that you know would just do that he's not ronaldo or even someone like paul pogba who has flashes of genius you can tell that this was something that he was very intentional about doing. Yeah, maybe maybe you've really struck on it. Maybe teams have, they've basically stopped Salah at the front because let's face it, he's not doing it. If he didn't have penalty shot goals, he wouldn't be scoring much. Let's be, let's be honest. Um, 
so he's not doing great on the front end and they must know that on the back end he's very weak so if you ever see him going for a ball off a corner going for a ball off anything push him shoulder him pressure him he'll give it back right and and maybe that's really what the goal today was it was just great scouting knowing that we've got a guy who i mean it's it's bizarre because there are times when he's fighting for the ball and he seems like the strongest guy on the field. He is. He he just he has a weakness when he's facing either goal, <laughs> right? So <laughs> I, I that's just a from your forward. No, yeah, yeah. He's I hate he, to say he, it, right? a player. He just can't face the goal and do good stuff. Yeah. So when he's defending and he's facing the goal, he needs to get that extra touch and do some type of turnaround rather than just either hoof it or one touch get the ball out of there. And then when he's attacking, he does the exact same thing, right? So. Other than that, he's fine. And and to be frank, like his, and we've talked about it before, but you saw it today because today there was a lot more movement, a lot more ideas. Yes. You saw Shaq, you saw Keita, you saw Jota. They were all moving, running, things like that. And I remember in the first half, there was one one point where I don't remember if it was Shaq or Jota who was making the run. And they literally pointed to Salah where to put the ball. And instead of putting it where they were running to, he put it where they were standing, and obviously it was a giveaway. Like yeah. like negative soccer IQ. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know how else to put it. He just he doesn't understand the game somehow. I think I think he and again, this is not to pick on Mosal. I mean, he's done an incredible job for Liverpool. Um, but right now he epitomizes this team in that when he first came in, his first couple seasons, he was really on fire. And and he's tried to rely on that spark that he had and not try or he hasn't learned to do anything else. So likewise with our team, we're still living off being mentality monsters. So when that's gone, we don't know what else to do. Yeah, I mean, that could be it. Like looking at his stats today, uh, 32 touches, 78 percent accurate passes. He only he only touched the ball 32 times. He only made 23 passes. Um, he won one of five ground duels and zero of two air duels, and he lost possession nine times. Uh, he he gave up one foul and wasn't fouled at all. That's just a really bad stat line. I I, I, I not winning duels in the on the ground or in the air. You're not passing it well. You're not touching it a lot. You're not drawing fouls. I suspect that if we compare those stats to his previous seasons, they're probably very similar. The only difference is now he's not scoring so he doesn't have that to mask the fact that he's probably not very effective in our team that's he's not, he, he's not, he's not a team player right and and that's fine as long as you're scoring the way he has been scoring and he and unfortunately now even though he's scoring he's also contributing to the opposing team scoring as well as preventing <laughs> goals by either not passing or mispassing when he shouldn't yeah, I mean, he's almost like the on, the anti-Mane, where Mane can influence a game without scoring. In fact, usually does. Yeah. And scores, but not at high volumes. But there's always a lot of touches, always a lot of he fights for the ball, he tracks back, like all of that. Um, where he, it's it's literally like you said, he does everything else and doesn't score as much, where if Salah would score, then yeah, I guess we'd forgive it all. I know it's hindsight, but it would have been really interesting to see just that one tweak in rather than start with Salah play Mane on the left and then Jota in the middle. 
with Shaq on the left, on the right. It, it would have been interesting to see that uh, combination. So you know what I'll tell you? I I suspect Salah was on because uh, of his little um, huff and puff after being pulled last game. I think I think Klopp has a bit of a problem, and we're starting to read that there's issues in the dressing room now. God knows if those are real or not, because anyone who writes them has no clue because they're pretty tight, you know, in talking about it. But I could believe that that some of the stars, and not just Salah, but some of them, don't like the idea of getting pulled, don't like the idea of being questioned, um, and so maybe don't react well to it. So I wonder if Salah was on today instead of Mane for the simple fact that, you know, he was upset about being pulled last game, so you had to give him something. I doubt that's the case. Klopp has a whenever he he pulls one of his front three, well, in particular Mane or Salah, it's very rare that they will not start the next game, right? So he kind of has that thing where if he pulls any of them, which is extremely rare, they will all, they're almost certain to start the next game. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. Um, I'll be honest, I I actually liked the lineup short of James Milner. Um, so so I. I, I not to cut you off, but I've been yeah. really thinking about James Milner because we need him on the field, but I don't know where he can play. I, I can't, we can't have him in the midfield. And I, the only place I was thinking of was maybe right back. Instead of Neko Williams? I, I don't know if it's instead of Neko Williams or instead of Trent, but that's the only position that I can see him on in this team and not being detrimental to it. Because it is it is beneficial to have him on the field because no nobody else is interested in, in being a leader. But we can't well, have him playing in the field. I mean, Genie seems like he's interested in it. Um, I will say so. So I agree with you. I like Milner on. I have no idea where he belongs. Um, but I do like the fact that Klopp decided today that people's positions are their positions. This yes. is the first game in five months that nobody's played out of position we had like 12 year olds on defense because that's what we have well against so united i think we played to our positions right no but fab came in oh this is before fab yeah yeah, sorry you're right you're right but now he brought fab in in the midfield i know i he played in the midfield he played kate in the midfield in he played neko williams in his position as opposed to moving James Milner back there. Like he at least played guys in their actual positions. Yeah. And it, it was nobody surprised that they lost against Fulham because we've lost five in a row before this game. Fulham has been playing very well of late. And this was a new formation, new lineup in that people were playing where they should be playing, which is, you know, is a rarity for us this season. I suspect that if he had tried this three, four games ago, by now they would have gelled. But um, I just hope he doesn't revert back to to type and start playing people all over the place. Let him just now keep everybody in their position. I don't care who you play in defense as long as it's a defender. We'll be fine, right? I don't think Reese Williams and Matt Phillips played terrible. I mean that they're, they're not. They didn't. They didn't play well. Yeah, they, but they were terrible. They're not the top fifty center backs in the league. <laughs> if there are even fifty, so. <laughs> But having said that, well, they, hold on. There's 20 teams, so they're not the top 40. Uh, I don't know. Nat Phillips might be able to cut the top 40 to 50. Maybe he might be top 30. I'll give him. Oh, uh, I'd I'd say 
top 40. I'd say he's between 30 and 40. Yeah. Because okay. you also have to think Man City has like four or five defenders that are better than him, actually. But anyway. That's true. So, um, we, we do as well. I, we do well, <laughs> usually we do. No, we do, just that they're not, they're all in the injury room, including Kabak now. So, which, oh my god, can you like, okay, what is going on? It's actually hilarious. I mean, not only are our defenders um, injured, but those people that are put to play defender are injured as well. So, all four plus Davies and Kabak plus Henderson and Fabinho. It's, I, it's so I wonder if maybe it's something about, and this is totally wild guess based on absolutely nothing, but I wonder if like that high line and the need to get from zero to sprint in like, you know, half a second is just wearing on the muscles in the legs and causing these knocks. Just a wonder. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously Van Dijk and Gomez, there's nothing you can do about that, yes, right? Yes, agreed. Matip well, I mean, Matip. you can you can you can get rid yeah. of Everton's goalie, and then we'd be fine. But anyway, I get your point. Matip is Matip. Um, oh, that's true. Um, who else is is out? <laughs> Fabinho Kabak, was out. Kabak, I think, was overplayed, right, for a young defender in a new league playing oh. in a crazy system. So it's, it's obvious mm-hmm. that he, and I don't think it's serious. Who knows what's up with Davies? Maybe he was injured to begin with, and who? And Henderson was just overplayed. Oh, Henderson was overplayed by Mal. Yeah, I guess you're right. And There's he, a he, lot he of was overplay. playing a hybrid of midfield and defender in every game because nobody else wanted to play midfield. So. Yeah, it's true. Um, but one thing that's interesting is uh, I wonder. So they apparently what they've said was that they essentially rebuilt Shaq somehow. God knows. I have again. I I don't have the inside information. But they they took longer to get him fit so that this wouldn't happen again, so that he could play more and stay fit longer. And it seems to have worked. I was thinking about that today when I when I saw him, because he played 90, right? He played 90. Yeah, and, and when and, I saw him huffing and puffing the second half, I was thinking, yeah, he, he's been fit for quite a while now. Yeah, and, and apparently they say they've done the same for Keita now. Keita, well, we'll come to that, but he, it's so nice to see him on the field, honestly. I mean, he's like, when we first bought Thiago, I thought Thiago was a hybrid of Keita and everybody else and Wijnaldum, but now I'm seeing that Keita is a hybrid of Thiago and Wijnaldum. And yeah, Keita brings something a little bit different, and and I like it more. A little a, more direct. Yes. And more, uh, you know, where where I feel like Thiago needs a bit more time and space, mm-hmm. Keita seems to, I don't know, run into a pile of people yeah. and, and either come out the other side or make a great pass out the other side. Exactly. Yeah, so he's almost like Thiago, Wijnaldum, and Shaq in one. Yeah, which is fantastic. And and so while I'm going to congratulate Klopp on on being brave and playing a different lineup, why was Milner taking a corner kick? Did I like stroke out? Like when you have Shaq on the field, why is Milner taking corners? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I know there were a couple that Shaq took that weren't great and then they switched them. But I agree. Just Shaq all the time. I mean, but, I mean, well, men, no, 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 actually, to be fair, why are we even taking corners? What's the point? I think that's the better question, right? Because even with Nat Phillips and everybody else, we just can't, we give the opposing defenders so much confidence in the game that even we're not convinced that there's any point taking corners. Right? It's true. All we do is we, we give them practice on how to head the ball out. And so by the time we have a corner, there's just no point even taking them. Although what I will say is today feels like the first time in months literally months 
that there were some crosses that came in that actually seemed dangerous and led to reasonably good scoring chances. That is true. So I suspect it has more to do with how we were spacing. It has more to do with the fact that Jota was in creating havoc and and space with his runs. Just having that extra player instead of Firmino. Right. And so yeah, I mean when you're when you've got three attackers on the field instead of, you know, two and a handicap guy who's giving you the ball, uh, it definitely makes it harder to defend because Firmino, Firmino doesn't need to be defended, right? So it it definitely seemed again. I'm not saying these were high risk chances, but it was more, uh, there was a lot more to these crosses than we've had before. That's true. And you, you, you've been calling it for, for months now, but for all his, his, his flaws, Nico Williams does bring something a little bit different at least, and he does switch it up. So he was running to the byline and crossing then one or two times he, he, he faked like he would do that and then ended up passing back that one he gave to Shaq, which. He really should be getting on target because he has the quality. And he didn't miss by much. The other one for Shaq, the free kick, that one, I mean, like I hope Alexander Arnold was taking notes because that's much better than anything Alexander Arnold's pulled in the last like two months. So, I mean, it looked good. What I will say is I've, I've now become highly amused before we were doing, you know, the podcast before I actually wasn't looking at reviews and wasn't listening to pundits and stuff like that. Now I'm actually listening for the express purpose of hearing how um, wrong they are. I'm, what, I'm just. What, what are you going to say? But go on. Neko Williams yes. had a good game. Yes, I get it. He had giveaways. I do get that. Yeah. What I hope other people get is he now has 240 odd minutes of football for yeah. the whole season. Yes. So he has less than three games. Less than three full games, and you're expecting him to be in a better rhythm than Alexander Arnold. And, you're and not. He, and he's coming in into a, a terrible team. And he's coming into a terrible team. He's coming into a team where Salah can't score. He's coming into a team with what eleven or, or seven changes from last time. Right. It's nuts. But he his play led to chances, and was quite good. And at the beginning of the game, when he was caught out a little bit on defense, he came in and he. And he um, blocked the shot. He got his leg in front of it and it went wide. Last I checked, Alexander Arnold gives up at least as many as Neko Williams does, but he never gets back to tip the ball out. So I thought he played a very good game. And I've actually started looking up some of the the websites that actually give stats. So they're they're purely uh, stats driven in terms of possession, lost possession, game possession, passes, all that. And the highest score on our team, kind of across all of them, was Shaq, and second was Neko Williams. Oh, not Keita? Keita and Genie were tied for third. Hmm. And you know what? It does make sense, because Shaq, I can remember a handful of times where he, I, he might not have scored, but his shot was either close or he, he was creating good chances that reminded me of us when we were actually playing well, right? Good through balls, good runs, things like that. Again, he did drift out here and there where there were times where I'm like, oh, I forgot he was on the field. But I mean, I'll take that if he's actually generating chances because we've got guys who do that and don't generate chances. Right. I would like to see Klopp in, in, in some games try something different. Like for instance, put Nico Williams on left wing and then have him play as a winger because... Number one, he is a winger, 
by trade. It's just that he's been trained or he's been uh, taught to retrained, retrained to become a defender. And he does have the skill and the desire to want to be creative and take shots and and cause havoc on that side of the field. So it, I, it, it will be nice if Klopp tried things like that at at some point, but I doubt he will. But you know what? And and to your point, you can see it in him. Neko, yeah. and, and I think you put it the exact right way. Whether Neko Williams scores or generates chances or not, you ask a defender who would they rather defend against. And I guarantee you they'll all say Alexander-Arnold for two reasons. One, on defense, you can get by him and he'll never catch you. And two, you know exactly what he's going to do every time. He's either going to cross it in early or he's going to run to the byline and cross it in. Neko drives defenders nuts and you can see it. They're backing off him. And they don't treat him the same way that Alexander Arnold is treated because they know exactly what he's going to do. Yeah. So Neko causes havoc, and that havoc wears players out during a game and leads to a mental error or a positional error, or you're trying to cover for something you think he's going to do, and that's what opens up space. And I think that's what you saw was happening, you know, in this game. Neko and his havoc creating cuts were definitely uh, beneficial to our game. Yeah, exactly. And and it's only because this team is um, low on confidence, they weren't able to take advantage of it. But in other seasons, this is what we do well. We tire the opposition and then we just um, cause them to make errors or we take our chances. Um, if Klopp is brave enough to keep the same formation or balance with the team, I think those things will come. But again, I don't, I don't know what Klopp is going to do. Well, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest. I actually don't know what I would do next game. Because league or league? League. Um, think about it like this. Fab back in the middle. Oh, answer to our prayers. Yeah. How how can we want anything other than that? And Kata today looked great. I liked it. What are you going to do? Put Genie in like on the wing? And he's going to, I'm not really sure what he's going to do offensively. Is that what you really want? I mean, Milner obviously has to come out and God knows who's going to be your, your uh, captain, but that's another story for another day. Um, I don't know. I think for, for the first time, we're actually looking at, we have a problem in terms of who we play because there are too many guys. So I think you go with Fabinho, Kate, and Wijnaldum. No Shaq? It's against Wolves, by the way. Um, not in the midfield, no. I prefer him up front. But you and can't. You you know he won't take Salah off. Yeah, exactly. So you have Salah, Jota, and Mane up front. Jota in the middle. And what you know, about Thiago? You keep him on the bench, and then you bring him on if you need to. He is supremely skilled. To keep that guy on the bench is a bit of a. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. On a team that can't score goals, I don't think Genie's as useful as Thiago. Because at the end of the day, I appreciate Genie's workmanlike attitude and all that, but this team needs to remember that it can score, and Genie's not going to do that. So that's why I think we need him. But I mean, in in terms of you know the team as a whole, I'll be honest. I like Neko more than I like Alexander Arnold for the last several months. Um, and, and again, it's growing pains. And I actually like, 
I I I like the combination of starting with Nekka Williams to to just to cause havoc, have the defenders think about something they probably weren't planning for, tire them out, and then bring Trent towards the end to to put a little bit a few more accurate crosses like he did today. And you know what, Trent in his what was it, fifteen minute cameo or whatever it was, mm-hmm. looked way better than he's looked all season. Right. Exactly. Like infinitely better. So I don't know if to your point, I don't know if you decide to play him like 30, uh, like 60 and 30 or something like that every game. But today looked much better. I, I really thought it was much better. Robertson, you know, I mean, I feel bad for the guy. I don't, you know, I think you've worn him down to a nub. I don't know what you do anymore. Tamikas needs to be on and he needs to spell him. Like there's just no other way around it. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's not, he's not bringing any, he's not adding right now. He's he he he's just playing a solid six point five role, so he's defending decently, not adding anything to the attack, putting in one or two okay balls every now and then, and that's about it, right? So yeah, he, we may as well put him on the bench. Yeah, and uh, again, Keda, I thought he had a very nice game today. I thought he was very creative, um, and and not even necessarily he created so much, but he at least asked questions and moved the defense, which we don't do a lot of. Like we move them back and forth as we cycle the ball around our, you know, our backs, but we don't often get in the middle and start causing havoc. And I like that he was able to do that. I thought he had a, a pretty nice game. Again, he's not in, in form either, right? He's only back for a week now. Yeah. Would you start with Fabinho next game? Yes. Or is it is it too soon? No, Genie needs to be rested for like weeks. I don't know how that guy's still running. Well, He's... we're getting a three week break, and, and Klopp is very aware of that. So I, I'm pretty sure that against Leipzig in a couple of days, he'll just he'll go back to his four three three. I can almost guarantee it. The question is what he does against Wolves. I mean, you know, I would I would use the Leipzig game to check out what Fabinho can do in the middle and reteach himself that position. But yeah, I think I think you need Fabinho at the center of the midfield there. I think he's he made it his own. You know, I think we're all remembering how he was very good last year, but let's remember before he got injured, he was far and away considered the best at that position in the world. It was it was unquestionable, similar to Van Dyke the year before, where anybody who didn't think he was the best in that position was nuts. That's what he was at before he got injured. And I don't know if he's ever gotten back into the rhythm that he needs for that, but let's start getting him back into that rhythm. It's it's his position and he needs to take it back and he needs to be given that opportunity. I think Genie's done okay, but you know, he's it's it's not really um He's not adding what Fab can add, so I would definitely put Fab back in there. Yeah, I, I hope he he resists the temptation to to put Fabinho at the back because of Traore. Oh, well, I mean, I don't know. Traore is the same with Alexander Arnold. All he does is he runs it to the baseline. Yeah, <laughs> just just like in that game, make sure you have Reese Williams and Kabak in there, so that when he crosses it into the middle, you have tall guys. That's really the whole game plan against the Wolves, unfortunately. Reese Williams and Kabak? Sorry, not Reese Williams, Nat Phillips and Nat Kabak. Phillips, okay. You put those two guys, when those, you know, Trioris crosses come in, you have tall guys who can handle it, and there you go. 
that that to me would be how you slow them down. And Wolves are not what they were a few years, like two years ago, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, we did take Jota, who even though they weren't playing him, seems to have been one of their better players. Right. So um, again, I think today, as as we said, it was a good game. You know, another day this game would have gone our way. Uh, Salah doesn't lose the ball that cheaply. And one of our chances, whether it be Shaq's shot, free kick, uh, the header, Salah, whatever, one of those goes in, and we're talking about a one nothing win for us. And if we can have more games like this, I guarantee you we'll start winning them again. So who's your man of the match? Oh, man. I've been thinking about this. I I actually I like Neko Williams. Um even though he had that many giveaways, but I'll probably go with Shaq. I felt like he knew what his job was and he was working to do it. He knew he had to make slick passes. He knew he had to put pressure with his shots. And he was, it felt like he was genuinely trying to create a goal because he knew how bad we needed it. And I thought he did a pretty good job. I mean, defensively, he wasn't, the best because he never is but i'll give it to him and statistically i think he he proved out to be one of our better players yeah it would be nice for sometimes to 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 know what the manager's instructions are because you have everybody given nico williams a hard time for being caught out in defense when he's probably being told to just push and then you have people giving shaq a hard time for not helping williams but then maybe he's being told to just stay up right so um yeah, Shaq had a good game. I will go with Keita. I, I, I think he was exactly what we've been missing in the midfield. Just some type of invention, not passing horizontally, but just making those vertical runs. And and in all honesty, I agree with you on that. Shaq, Keita in there, with Jota and Salah sometimes being part of it instead of screwing it up, there were a lot of times where if that ball was an inch or two one way or the other, or uh, you know, a split second later, split second earlier, that would have been a goal for sure. Like we were really, really knocking on the door with some of those runs he was making. So I, I don't I wouldn't fault that either. I think Keda played a very good game. I like Shaq. Again, both of them seem to have that offensive mind that we somehow have been missing. Yeah, exactly. And you can tell that he he knows that that this may be his last chance to or this might, sorry, this might be his opportunity to really stake a claim as a first 11 midfielder for Liverpool and really take over the Wijnaldum role when, or to take over Wijnaldum's position when he leaves next season. Perhaps we don't have to buy another midfielder. Because you also have Jones as well, of course, which he will play a lot more next season too. Well, then they're all taking time away from James Milner. What are you going to do with him? <laughs> <laughs> I actually I feel bad for for Milner. I thought his game was pretty poor. Um, not because he wasn't trying. He looked like he was working. He looked like he was egging people on. It just it's clear that his best days are behind him. He's played like that all all season. Every single game I've seen him this season, he's looked clearly. You can you can tell that his body can no longer keep up with his mind. It's it's painfully obvious. So. Um, yeah, he should be put out of his misery, and unfortunately, we we need his leadership. But um, yeah, it's too bad. Well, I mean, really think about it. In today's game, if it wasn't for Milner in there, so say you put Tiago in there, who do you make captain? 
Genie? Tiago? Genie. Eh. Again, I'm not I'm not sure I buy Genie as a captain on this team. Well, no, he he's officially the fourth of right? So he's behind yeah. Henderson, Milner, Van Dyke, it's and then it's Genie. But Henderson, Milner, Van Dyke, all of them feel like captains to me. Genie just doesn't have that feel to him. Doesn't ha- doesn't seem to have that leadership feel. You see, and that's the thing. Um, I agree. When when you take out those three, the, that's partly one of the issues. Is that nobody else seems to want to take ownership of the issues in a, you know in a leadership manner. Trent just sulks. Maybe Robertson actually. But he's usually because he's on the wing, he's not always as influential. Because he is a he's a captain of Scotland as well. But the others, Salah, Mane, Firmino, Trent, they all just, you know, kind of shrug their shoulders and look sorry for themselves. I mean, Mane has a very workman like attitude, but that he he's also a little too um emotional sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so I don't I don't see him as, you know, being that that type of guy. What I will say is, and this will be a, a straight shot at Salah, is you know Salah seems to think of himself as one of the top strikers in the world, and I would challenge that Cristiano Ronaldo, for all of his selfishness and all of his diva qualities, is infinitely more of a leader than Salah is. Oh, absolutely! You can see him on the field urging his teammates on, pushing them, encouraging them, like. Like he actually encourages. I thought he was always just yelling at them, but he actually does encourage. Like I don't see any of that from Salah. Um, and so to your point, I, I don't know that we have anybody on, especially considering, I mean, look who we're really playing. Neko Williams, Phillips, Reese Williams, none of those guys. Kata just came back from long injury. Shaq can't even get full time. Jota's new to the team. Robertson is really the only other guy to your point. I will say though, I'm very impressed with Nat Phillips, not as a defender, but he's really stepped. He's really stepped up, and even today, he looked. Now he, I'm not saying he, he's capped. He should be a captain because he, he's way underskilled to to lead this team because he won't play every game. But I wish we had some more character like that from other players. Yeah, I mean, I I would agree. I think you see that instantly from him. He's he steps out there and he knows what he wants to do. He knows what needs to be done. He's you know he's only what twenty three. Yeah, and he he's controlling that back line. He doesn't shrink. He's, yeah, you know he and and yeah, there were a couple times he was at a position where it was clear that he was pushing up. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure I fault him. That could have been the instruction. It must have been because it was ridiculous. He was playing almost as a midfielder. I, I, I didn't know what was going on, but I, I, I mean, I'm okay with that. Like, again, when we need a goal, we need a goal. So what are you going to do? Sit back? Like, right. so I, I get that. But, but yeah, I agree. I think I feel bad for him because I think Liverpool is just the wrong team for him. Um, where, trust me, I'd love to have him, but I think if he goes to another team. And he will. Uh, he could he could look really good and he could be a leader on the back line in a year or two. Yeah, you you can see him playing for a team like Brighton and then becoming the captain in f- maybe 4 years. Yeah, but but I mean in a year or two he could be like the guy in charge of the defense who you bring in a younger center back to learn from him. Right. Like he seems to have that fundamental, that desire, that push, all of that. 
So yeah. I, I agree with you. I like it. I think this season has been a win-win for him because no matter what happens with Liverpool, we all know he's not going to be here next season, but he's really putting his skills on show. And now other Premier League um, clubs have, have taken notice and I'm sure that he'll be gone. You know, good for him. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to count this season as a win for anything related to Liverpool, to be quite honest. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I think before the season started, I think nobody knew or cared about him. But right now, um, you know, he's. I think he's done great for himself. I'm just checking right now. So on transfer market, he's worth two million, which is rubbish. Which is ridiculous. There's we we'll get at least for that. We'll get at least ten. Oh, at least. easy, easy. Yeah. Especially because he's 23. He's English. Yeah, easy. He's English. So he meets your your domestic player quota. He's in, in, in young, fact, for, for that tall. reason alone, they should be playing him every game from now on to ins- to ensure they get ten to twenty million for him. Yeah, I was actually thinking. I'll be honest. I was actually thinking closer to twenty. And, yeah, and I'll, I'll ask right you now. why. Origi, who would you pay more for, Origi or Phillips? Yeah, uh, it depends. I'm thinking about it. That's yeah. my point. Right. If if Origi really was twenty and Nat Phillips really was ten, you'd have said Origi right off the bat. But Nat Phillips is twenty three, yeah. tall enough, good in the air, solid fundamentally, seems to have potential leadership, and he's English. And he's now experienced. And he's now experienced. So I'm sorry to tell you, this guy, I think I think he could be sold for quite a bit. Although I don't know, do we want to keep him? I'd like to, but I don't think it's in his best interest. Yeah, no, I think you cash in because we're having a bad season if he plays next season for us. It means that something went wrong, right? So, you know, fingers crossed, <laughs> you sell him and then we get all our, our defenders back. Maybe we also add another quality quality defender. If then- if Nat Phillips is playing for us regularly again next year, then I don't know. I think you have to fire the whole training staff. I don't know what else you can do. And I'm not even saying it's their fault, but just, oh my God. Well, I mean, it's 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 a very unless we buy any more defenders, it's very possible that could happen because Van Dijk and Gomez, there's no guarantees they'll be ready for from day one, right? Van Dijk will be Van Dijk will probably be ready. Uh, Gomez, I have no idea. He, he'll play that European Championship if it's going to happen, so you never know what what happens there, right? Mm. That's possible, yeah. So I mean that that's it. That's a good point, but I mean, yeah, I think Nat Phillips is, has made good for himself this year. Personally, I've liked Neko Williams. I know people are very down on him, but I think the little bit that he's had to show, I think he's showed well. Um, I like his skills. He's clearly got more skills than a a back should have. And I love him cutting down, coming down and cutting in instead of going straight to the baseline. He's got both, the ability to do both, and he does it very well. And I like seeing that. Yeah. And hopefully we can see more of that. So, I mean, overall... Uh, Bad game to lose, but good way to lose as opposed to the previous games. And hopefully if we can kind of keep this going, catch a a couple more breaks and not give up uh, the ball that cheaply, we might actually have ourselves a win at some point. For more stories, analysis and articles, go to the ForensicHook.com website.